0: Dak Prescott is a believer in Mike McCarthy's offense and you should be too and tonight we'll dive into why here we go what is up everyone and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas prime time I am your host Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas on the Man Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adzsports.com/dallas. And as always, do me a favor and hit the like button if you enjoy the content, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight we've got a packed show to talk some Dallas Cowboys football, and I'll show you the script. Tonight, we'll talk about Dak on Mike McCarthy and also some Jerry on Mike and some Jerry on Dak, kind of. We'll get to that in a little bit. We'll talk about the real Texas coast and why I am buying into the Mike McCarthy offense in a major way after week 10. And as always, we'll have the overreaction Monday segment. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to it. Let me say hi, though, in the chat very quickly, we've got a Katharina, we've got Toxic Tom, we've got a Mark Aaron, tom and I five Gregory. We've got a lot of people here on the show. We've got Marcus Jones as well. Let's get to it. Let's talk some Cowboys football tonight because, man, I'm in a good mood. I'm happy about a Cowboys offense, and I don't know that anyone can blame me. Uh, maybe some past experiences want to hold us back. In buying into what this offense is turning into. But I am all in. I'm pushing the chips onto the table. And I'm telling you right now why I believe in it. But first, you know, let's get to the quotes here very quickly. Cause I told you Dak Prescott is a believer in this offense. Let me show you what he had to say. Dak on mic after the game, he said, I've never been as confident, as free, as connected with other guys and the offense, play calling, and just this whole system and what we are trying to get. That is maybe for some people a small quote, but I think it matters. Never being as confident, as free, as connected. We know about Dax Prescott's past. He's worked with Kellen Moore. He's worked with Scott Linehan. So maybe some people will joke and say, hey, you know what? The bar is not that high. But especially with the Kellen Moore situation, it's not that low either. And for Dak to go out there and say, you know what? This is the most confident that I've felt in an offense as free as connected. And, you know, we're not talking about that July training camp type quote. It is November right now. and And this is what matters the most here. Prescott's words are tied into the results so far. Because Prescott is on a roll right now. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL in efficiency for the entire season, but it gets even more drastic if you just look at the numbers for if you just look at the numbers for week nine through week ten. Dak Prescott is number one in EPA per play. At first, you had to filter maybe through third down plays to get there. But now Dak Prescott is working as one of the most efficient QBs in the league. Some people are talking about him in the MVP race even. And it might be too early to get into that. I think he needs to win the division just based on past results to win the MVP award. But I'm going to tell you right now why it kind of makes sense. In total EPA, he's number four in the NFL. And if you go to past EPA, he's seventh. So he's not one of the favorites to win it. But I'm going to tell you something, man. Every year. The MVP goes to the quarterback with the highest passing EPA, and he is within the top uh, seven in that category. So he's got a shot. I'm not going to say that he's a favorite. I'm not going to call for him to win it. I'm just going to say he's got a shot, and I do believe he would need to win the NFC East in order to go ahead and lock down that award. Let's get into what Jerry also had to say about Dak Prescott. And to me, it sounded like a very indirect compliment to Mike McCarthy. I'm going to show you why. This is Jerry Jones on Dak Prescott. Dak is playing as good as I've ever seen him play. Now, I'm going to ask you something in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. Do you agree or disagree with Jerry Jones' assessment? Is Dak Prescott playing at the best level he's played in his career, basically? Jerry added, he's playing with confidence, but knowledge of the offense. And he's playing in sync with his coaching. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is Jerry on DAC. And although I understand what you guys, you know, I, I see some of the comments right now in the chat. And I understand some of the, you know, who cares what Jerry Jones type stuff says right there. But do you agree or disagree with him? Just for this specific comment, right? Because I agree with it. I think this is one of the best versions we've seen from Dak in a long time. Toxic Tom says, from the guy who fired a head coach and is a GM, his opinion is invalid. You know, there is this quote, I don't remember from which, uh, there's a, who is it? It's a Roman Philosopher, but I don't remember who who says like, "Hey, you know what? Even a bad writer, you can learn from from his good writing." So whatever your whatever your opinion is from from uh, Jerry Jones, and you know that I I'm critical of Jerry Jones here on the show, I agree with him right here, and it's worth discussing. And when I read this quote from Jerry Jones, and I thought about what we've seen from the Cowboys' offense recently. I kind of thought, hey, you know what? That is the biggest compliment that you can give Mike McCarthy. That is the biggest compliment that you can give Mike McCarthy right now. The fact that Dak Prescott is playing at his best, at his career best. Not only that, but just getting your top dog involved as often and as efficiently as the Cowboys have involved CeeDee Lamb That sort of stuff is what we had not really seen in Dallas, even with the efficiency results from Kellen Moore. The role that we are seeing right now between Dak Prescott and Ceedee Lamb, where they are really playing like one of the best duos in the NFL, that is also a testament to McCarthy's skill set as a play caller. And at the very least, we need to acknowledge that and praise that. I remember back in week three, was it? When the Cowboys, that, no, that was week two when the Cowboys played the New York Jets. And CeeDee Lamb went off against New York and we were like, that's what we wanted out of a new play caller. We wanted somebody that can get CeeDee all those touches and can scheme him open. And he did that versus the Jets. Had a fantastic game. And then after that, it became very inconsistent once more until we hit rock bottom. In San Francisco in Week Five, but since then, City has been on a roll. Dak Prescott has been on a roll, and the fact that we are seeing that right now to me is the biggest compliment that you can pay Mike McCarthy. You know, this is the best QB play that we've seen from Dak Prescott yet. Judging by the comments, though, a lot of people agrees agree. Excuse me, Katharina says agree. Marcus Jones says uh, he agrees. Let's see here, Mark Aaron says, let's beat a good team. And that is all, you know, fair and well. But I'm going to tell you what's not fair and well. Trying to pretend like this thing that we've seen recently does not matter. Because that would be just like, you know, a little bit uh, and, and I unfair. Let's say unfair. But in the NFL, everything matters. And this run that Dak Prescott and CD have been in, Definitely does matter, even if it's not against, you know, the 49ers, which are the team that has traumatized Cowboys Nation. And not only that, but we've seen this against a good team, the Philadelphia Eagles. You want to talk about a team that is maybe not an elite defense, but it is a good, solid defense. Like overall, one of the best defensive lines in the NFL could definitely be better in the secondary, but also not any team goes to Philadelphia and puts the offensive performance that the Cowboys put up against them. So I understand the trauma. I understand the, you know, the the desire to protect ourselves from being hurt. But if you want to be objective and you want to talk objective Cowboys football, you got to acknowledge what is going on with the offense over the last few weeks. And to me, all these really, really does matter. But now I'm going to tell you why I believe, though, why I believe in what we're seeing offensively and why I don't think it's this. uh, We've seen some bad teams and we've beaten down on them, specifically the Rams and the Giants as of late. It's more than that. Because objectively, you can look at the decisions that McCarthy is making as a play caller and you can see the difference. We've talked about motion, we've talked about bunch formations, we've talked about three by one formations, we've talked about all that sort of stuff, but early down passing is where we sat, in my opinion. Now, shout out to not to be trite, in my opinion, one of the best accounts to follow on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it, but how about this number right here? Heading into the bye, Dak Prescott was eight in third down attempts. Key word here, attempts. We're not talking about efficiency. We're just talking about how many third downs have you faced in the season, and Dak was in the top eight. In other words, he wasn't really, or the offense was not moving the chains in first and second down. After week six, or after the bye, he's 17th. Now he's 17. Excuse me, since week six. In other words, the Cowboys are seeing fewer and fewer third downs. And why is that? Let me show you this breakdown very quickly using Ben Baldwin's numbers. And don't worry if you don't want to break down the entire graph, but just look at the numbers on the right side and look at the negative numbers, which are pretty much every one of them. That is pass frequency over expectations. In other words. League average, how many times the teams throw the football on first and 10 and how more often or how more or how less often do you do it? How often, how aggressive are you throwing the football in early downs? And you can see every single one of those numbers except for one, which is second and third to second and seven. The Cowboys were a team that it was conservative as heck. Because in every almost every category, every category but one, they threw the football in less than the league average. Less than the league average did. So you look at first and 10, and the Cowboys were throwing it were less often than a league average team was. If you look at second and short, they were much more conservative than league average. The same for second and eight plus, the same for third down, Especially for third and say intermediate. The Cowboys were not aggressive at all. Now compare this to after the bye week. Holy smokes. The Cowboys are one of the most aggressive teams in the entire NFL. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys have thrown the football 20% over expectations in first and 10. The Cowboys are going out there, they're lining up on first down, and they're slinging the ball. This is more or less. At a sixty percent rate we're talking about six out of or seven out of ten uh six or seven first out of ten first downs, excuse me, they throw the football. This is the aggressive shift that we wanted to see from McCarthy at the bye week and boy has he delivered and not only that we're not seeing like the quick game that was known to mike McCarthy's style of offense before right we're not only seeing those five yard throws. you're not throwing on first ten first and ten because you're throwing a quick slant or a quick flat or a quick hitch. The Cowboys are pushing the football downfield. They're also 14 percent more aggressive than league average on second and one to two yards to go, and this is my favorite one. If you look at third and one to third and two, they are 45 percent more aggressive over league average. When it comes to throwing the football. And you know why that is? Think about it. Why would the Cowboys be so willing. To throw the football. On third and short. Because man. They can go out of empty. They can go out of bunch. They can do a whole lot of stuff. And they know. That if it comes to it. And they're in enemy territory. They're likely going to go for it. Because they're also being very aggressive. So they would much rather take two shots via passing than running the football when it's not working, really, because I do believe it's not working a whole lot for the Cowboys, the run game. I love all of these numbers, man. I'm going to be honest with you. These numbers make me a believer in the fact that McCarthy has really changed the Cowboys' offense. And at first, man, at first it was one of those things where I was like, I don't know. I've seen this before. And they're going to go back to their old ways in no time. It's going to happen. You know, they did it for one game, especially against a weak opponent. But when, it comes, when push comes to shove, they're going to go back to wanting to establish the run. They're going to go back to doing all that. Well, the Cowboys have not done any of that. The Cowboys have actually been aggressive for three consecutive games, all of them after the bye week. And that includes a somewhat mixed bag of games you had the rams game at home which was against a foe that you you weren't in a position to really be overly confident against la right you had struggled against the chargers you were out of the bye week the rams were clearly doing this sort of uh you know they were putting up a threat against some good teams with puka and cooper cup and all that So you wouldn't like overlook them is what I'm trying to say. That is the word. You were not going to overlook the LA Rams. And the Cowboys were super aggressive against them. They went on the road to play uh, against the Eagles, one of the biggest games of the season. They were super aggressive. Not on the first drive. They weren't super aggressive on the first drive. And then a game that, you know, you were supposed to blow out the Giants, and they did, and they also were super aggressive. Even when they had the game in the back, they kept the, you know, the foot down and they just started adding points by being aggressive on early downs. So I do believe, man, this is the version of the Cowboys that we are finally seeing and that we will continue to see in which they're just going to let Dak Prescott cook and do his thing. And it feels like pretty much the Cowboys organization is on the same page and they want this to happen. And I mentioned Jerry, quote, uh, Jerry Jones's quote before the game where on Friday he was talking about, yeah, you got to pass the football to establish the run instead of doing it the other way around, which is the old school way of doing it and the old school way that they've been preaching for years that they wanted to do it. So there is a mindset, a mindset shift there that, you know, if you have heard Jerry Jones for years now, you kind of you, you, you caught it while listening to him. You were like, wait, that's not what Jerry would usually say. That's because I believe in-house this change is happening. And I'm here for it because I'm always going to be a supporter of early down passing until proven otherwise. Because every piece of research in football tells you that it's not about being efficient on third down. It's about avoiding third down altogether. And that's what the Cowboys need to learn from some of these top offenses of the last few years. You know, you've got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills, which are not having fun in 2023. But for so many years, they were dominating the NFL because of this aggressive mindset. Uh, They're not having fun right now because they've got some personnel issues. The Kansas City Chiefs have no wide receivers right now. The Buffalo Bills have no one beyond Stephon Diggs and the offensive line sucks. And we're actually seeing them uh, lose to the Denver Broncos 9-0 right now with seven minutes left in the second quarter. So all I'm saying is, you know what? Keep an eye out on how aggressive the Cowboys are for the rest of the season because we sure hope they stay on the same track. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let me read some of your comments here. Let's see what you guys have to say about the Cowboys. Guru says Brandon Cooks breakdown, celeb- breakout celebration. Excuse me, and man, oh man, Brandon Cooks. How about that One of the most, one of the most, uh, impressive things out of that game for sure. Let's see here. Eric says, "Let me fix it for you." They make the pass for the only because. Excuse me. Wait. Eric says, "Let me fix it for you." They make the pass for the only because the front line. Still healing two of the... I'm sorry, Eric. I need help with that one. Not exactly sure what that was supposed to uh, say. Okay, I think here we we go. It would change when the front line healed up enough to run first and pass second. Okay, so I'm not entirely sure. So, Eric, you can correct me here if I'm wrong. But I think what you're trying to say is that they're making the pass a priority because the offensive line is hurt or or what was that uh or or the other way around where they are not super aggressive because the offensive line was dealing with some injuries which hey it would check out I guess up to some point, but I'm not sure if that is what Eric's trying to say so I apologize if that is no uh, <laughs> if, if, if that is not it how says mo, mo finally being able to participate in no shave November or Dallas participating. <laughs> or Dallas participating in a Super Bowl, what happens first? Man, it better be the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl (laughs) because I can tell you the first one is never going to (laughs) happen. Man, it's so frustrating too. (laughs) Not because I want a beard, but because it grows enough for me to have to shave because, man, if I don't shave, it just looks super, super bad. (laughs) Because it doesn't grow. It doesn't really grow. It's just a pain in the ass. and hey, house, I respect it, man. That was a that was a great comment. <laughs> let's see here. Katharina says there's 38 people in here, and there's only 16 likes. Shout out to Katharina. Looking out for the like counter. Smash that like if you are enjoying the show. Uh let's see here. Still victory Mondays is Justin D. And man, it really feels like it. Let's see here. Uh I see some comments about the Monday night football game. What took McCarty, says Guru, so damn long to involve Brandon Cooks? Only when Mike was criticized in public. Now he finally adjusted. I really don't know exactly what happened there. I guess it was, you know, the, at least the criticisms started to arrive as soon as Brandon Cooks had that two-target game against the Philadelphia Eagles and as long as, as soon as they lost, right? Because when the Cowboys were winning after, right, so they lose to the San Francisco 49ers, and everyone's looking for the problem, and they identify it. You know, CeeDee Lamb is not getting the football. We need to be getting number 88, the football, even if it means force-feeding him. So we get out of the week five loss, and, you know, week six, they kind of come back strong with CD. Seven targets, seven catches. We move on after the bye week, and then we start seeing these amazing streak in which he is at right now. With Brandon Cooks, maybe something similar, you know, four targets during the win versus the Chargers, four targets versus uh, during the win versus the Rams. So he's not lighting things up, but he's also getting involved, you know, four catches in, uh, excuse me, four targets in each of those. 17-yard gain against Chargers was his longest, had a 25-yard gain against the Rams, you know, in the Chargers game, he even had a touchdown. So we were like, okay, it's good. That's what we need from from Brandon Cooks. And then you don't get him involved against Philly, and you lose against Philly. So it's like, what went wrong? And people kind of like pointed that out and, you know, just bid on it. I think Dak Prescott was very even-headed when he was talking about Brandon Cooks in the post-game conference. When he was like, you know... I, and he even said that that he promises us that Brandon is going to get more touches and he's going to have more games like the one that, we, that he had yesterday. That might be true, but also Dak Prescott seemed pretty aware that it's likely not going to be every single game for Brandon Cooks where he's in that situation. Because that was like, it's not going to be in every game. So... I think he's a player that if you're getting him the football four, or five times, and it depends also how you're getting it to him, that's going to be okay as long as you know the offense is moving the football. We talked about it before the game. We talked about how as long as the Cowboys offense is being efficient, I struggle to criticize not throwing the football to somebody specifically. Now, they're talking about what teams are going to do now with Brandon Cooks breaking out. And who are they going to double? I would still bet that when somebody is doubled, it's going to be CD Lamp most of the time because that's just smart football. I don't think you can go into a game against the Cowboys and be like, yep, you've got 88 because nobody's going to be able to have 88. Like, I don't think that there is a cornerback right now in the NFL that would blanket CD Lamp. It's not going to happen. So. It will be about finding those opportunities. And I guess maybe recently we've started to see teams really emphasize CD in a much bigger way with the run that he's in. So I'm not entirely sure what what, uh, exactly is it that made Brandon Cooks not be as involved. But hey, if you can get him the football over five times a game, and he can be effective with it, then it's game over, I believe. It's like one of the best versions that you can ask from the Cowboys offense, basically. Let's see here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> Moses Toxic, I don't believe you own a razor blade. <laughs> Man, that's an overreaction there, Toxic, in my opinion. We'll get to overreaction Monday in a, mo- in a few moments. Let's see here. Guru says... Maybe if we complain about the lack of running backs in the past, maybe we'll finally start using the running back screens. I mean, maybe, and again, you can benefit from it, but I'm just not going to overthink the passing game right now. You look at the NFL, and I believe it's the best passing offense right now in EPA per play, if I remember correctly. And if it's not number one, it's like number three, something like that. It's in the top three and we're talking about CeeDee potentially being the number one wide receiver in the NFL. I have decided after looking at it, I'm still not making him exactly my number one in my own rankings. But it's in the top three. I don't think that you can rank anybody else right now, right up there with Tyreek Hill, AJ Brown, and CeeDee with the seasons that, they've having, that they're having that uh, they having. You can talk about the Vanty Adams still being the best, and maybe so. But unfortunately, it is an opportunity position. So you kind of need to go back to other years to back that up, in my opinion. So I'm going to go with those three as my top three in whichever order you want to position them in. Give me Tyreek, give me AJ Brown, and give me CD Lamb. And if we are in agreement with that, then you're not, and the offense is working, you're not going to get complaints from me about somebody not getting enough targets here or there. It's not going to happen here on primetime. I am sorry. I would much rather keep seeing CeeDee Lamb get 10 targets per game than have Jake Ferguson, Brandon Cooks, and say Michael Gallup or Jalen Tolbert or whoever you want uh, have enough targets. Because I can guarantee you that. I can guarantee you the following. Next week, we can see... CD go off and Brandon Cooks go off again. And if Jake Ferguson has two targets and the Cowboys score 40 on the Panthers, we're still going to complain. It's like, it's the way that it goes. As long as the Cowboys offense is working, man, that's all we should care about, in my opinion. Unless it's like it's working because they're getting lucky or something like that. But the Cowboys have been super efficient over the last few weeks. Again, uh, games getting interesting in Buffalo, nine to eight right now on the scoreboard. Ladies and gentlemen, how about we get into... Oh, no, I actually had a couple more notes before we move on to Overreaction Monday. This is the sherry on top of this show, in my opinion. This is the sherry on top, because we're talking about, you know, why we believe on the Mike McCarthy offense, why Dak Prescott believes in the Mike McCarthy offense. I'm excited with, obviously, what's going on with Mike calling the plays But here's something that it's one of those things where you really don't want to start monitoring it, but we're going to do it anyways because I think it's worth doing it. We talked so much about the Cowboys red zone offense being an indictment on McCarthy's play calling over the first few weeks of the season. And hey, fair enough. You know, it was a concern. It is slowly becoming less of a concern. And right now, the Cowboys are second in the NFL in trips to the red zone. That is second best in the entire league. And within the red zone, they are scoring a touchdown in 53% of their drives into the 20-yard line. Now, that is 18th best in the NFL. Not great, but definitely much better to where when they were top, uh, bottom five in the league. Now, that is boosted a little bit because they went five, uh, six for seven against the New York Giants, which again, that's an insane number. Six for seven, and the one where they didn't get the touchdown was where they went for it on fourth down. Didn't get it, Uh, but they're six for seven against the Giants. Three for five against the Eagles, which is a good mark. Three for five on the road against Philadelphia. Not going to complain about that one a whole lot. And then the other one, man, was two for four. And that was against the L.A. Rams. So you're slowly starting to see, excuse me, the the you're slowly starting to see the red zone offense come together. And you look at that and you look at some of the details, and man, I have no complaints really about what we're seeing right now from the Dallas Cowboys offense so far. Uh, House Nelson with a question that I will open up to the chat. He says, who is our best rookie so Far, hmm. Best rookie so far. I can tell you what it's not. Looks good, maker, <laughs> right? It's not. Uh, it's been a very impressive draft class in the sense that, man, a large part of it has been inactive. And I see two comments, two back-to-back comments saying Brandon Aubrey. I don't consider Brandon Aubrey a rookie because the NFL doesn't consider him a rookie, so I'm going to pass on that one. I'm not going to say Brandon Aubrey i don't think that he should be eligible because he doesn't count as a rookie rookie has to be out of college has to go through the draft cannot be somebody that has already played pro bowl uh and i mean pro bowl i see professional bowl not the pro bowl so just being fair brandon aubrey is not going to be in anyone's you know rookie of the year type rosters man I see Toxic saying Massey Smith. I see Peter Rizzo saying Massey Smith. I cannot blame you. I think it's really that or Hunter Lipke. And you might be like, wait, hold on, pause. But Massey Smith has played very little and I'm not criticizing him for it. But I don't know. I struggle to say that, you know, oh, he's had his stamp in the Cowboys 2023 season. He hasn't. And Aubrey, in a way, has. You look at the twenty twenty three snap count for the Cowboys, and I think this is still true. But the last time that I checked, yep, he had the second most special teams reps on the on the team, and he might not be making a whole lot of noise, but he's clearly a special teams ace for for you know uh, John Fassel. That's a uninspiring answer. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say Hunter Lipke, maybe. And, you know, I'm still very excited about Masi This is not Masi slander at all. I love Masi I I'm not giving up on him yet. But he might be. He might be the guy Hunter Lipke might. Because, man, it's it's been so weird. Hear me out. Viliami Feuco has not been active for any single game. Eric Scott Jr. has not been active for any single game. And Marvin Overshawn, who would probably... I'm just going to make a blind bet here. I think it would be, I think it would be the Marvion overshown if he wasn't hurt for the entire season. Because he would be getting reps, right? At linebacker. But we, we don't know. Uh and then Fehoko was a fourth rounder. We've talked about him. We have not seen uh a Sim Richards a whole lot. So I cannot go with a fifth rounder. Sixth rounder, you know, Vaughn cannot go with them. I don't think you can go with Eric Scott Jr. Uh, as a matter of fact, you can't. And then Jalen Brooks, hey, Jalen Brooks might be might be getting more opportunities in the future. That that will be an interesting decision for the Cowboys to make once Cavante Turpin comes back. This is not anything against uh, any of the of the rookies, man. But I, I I get it. You you guys might be right with the Miles Smith pick. I'm just gonna say, you know, it's tough to go with with any of these rookies right now because Masi Smith is the guy that has played the most offense slash defensively and he's at 27% now that's not his fault really but uh, yeah it's probably Massey, I guess probably Massey just hasn't made a, a big impact and that's okay because that was a pick that was required to take time right we were expecting it and I hey if you want to consider Aubrey a rookie Go for it. I just think it's kinda I I think it's kinda uh unfair because he's not a rookie. Man, my Hunter Lipke pick got hate in the chat. And I understand it. I understand it. Just my point is, you know, he might be making the bigger impact just based on the snap counts for him on, on special teams. But yeah, probably the, the the right pick would be Massey Smith. But it's been tough, man. It's been tough for him to get on the field. And I don't think it's even... has. I don't think it all, it is only about him being a nose tackle that he's developing. It's also about the Cowboys not using a lot of fronts where they've got a nose tackle. Because whenever they can avoid it, they're not going to have a nose tackle in there. Because it's a weird hybrid defense from Dan Quinn. And obviously, I'm exaggerating there. But like, Jonathan Hankins doesn't have like 50% of the snaps either. So it's, it's an interesting defense to watch. I love it, right? Ladies and gentlemen, ultimately, it's a good thing for the Cowboys to not have a, a very rookie-impacted team. Because it means that they've got some players that can play and they're deep, Right? How's Nelson says, fine, Mo, let's try this. Who's the best kicker on our team named uh, Brandon Aubrey? He, he, is, he is the guy. Brandon Aubrey is the best first-year NFL player on the Cowboys. Let's go with that one. <laughs> there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, overreaction Monday, and then we're out of here. Let's get to it. Number one, and we'll start us, we'll start us off with a cow- Cowboys overreaction or fair reaction you know how it goes I'll give you a statement and you guys tell me in the chat if it is an overreaction or if it is an fair reaction CD lamb said that he is the top receiver in the game so you tell me CD lamb number one wide receiver in the entire NFL that means better than Tyreek that means better than AJ is that an overreaction Or is that a fair reaction? Let me know in the chat. That's a bold claim to make in today's NFL. That's a a good one. Fair for Gregory. Toxic Thompson's overreaction. Daryl Daryl goes with fair. Peter Rizzo goes with fair. Fair reaction for Katharina. Tommy915 is fair, and I want my number one guy with that mentality. I'll tell you what, man. When I read that quote from CD where he's like, I'm the top one, and if you have any doubt about it, I'll see you next week. Boy, that fired me up. That was like, let's freaking go. That's what I want to hear from 88. So I agree with Tommy there. But I'm going to go with overreaction, even if it pains me to say it. To me, Tyreek Hill is the best wide receiver in the NFL with the Miami Dolphins. I do think City is entering that top three discussion, though. I would put him in that top three discussion. I think you can make the argument for him over A.J. Brown for sure. But give me Tyreek Hill above them too. And for now, just for now, let me see a more complete body of work. But City is on fire, and you got to love it. Number two statement of the day, C.J. Stroud. People are talking about him in the MVP conversation. Is C.J. Stroud a top 10 quarterback? Overreaction or fair reaction? He is a top 10 QB. Overreaction or fair reaction? Let me know in the chat. Stroud has been fun, man. He really has. He's making all the throws. Is making former Cowboys look like absolute legends. Noah Brown had 173 yards last weekend. Dalton Choles has been on fire over the last couple of weeks. Fair reaction or overreaction? CJ Stroud, a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. The real Durrells is overreaction. Toxic Tom says. Overreaction, small sample size. Katharina's is overreaction, and I see Gregory going with the fair reaction, man. And hey, it's it's a tough one, man. I'm just gonna say, first reaction that I had was, you know what? That's an overreaction. That is an insane thing to say about a rookie. But then I started to list the QVs in my head, and I was going through them. And man, CJ Stroud might fall like at 11th or, or 12th or something like that for me. Gonna go with a very slight overreaction. Because man, I like what I'm seeing from CJ Stroud nine weeks into or 10 weeks into his career. But I'm gonna go overreaction for now. Uh, final one. Maybe, just maybe. The Steelers are a good football team. Is that an overreaction or is that a fair reaction? These guys are 6-3. and three. We didn't think they would be making the playoffs, but right now that record is a record team. So you let me know in the chat. Steelers, good team, overreaction or fair reaction? I'm not even going to talk about winning the AFC North or anything like that. I'm just going to keep it simple but controversial. The Steelers are a good football team. Let me know what you think about that in the chat. They're 6-3, and three, man. It's the same record as the Cowboys. But yet, it's not that simple, is it? Gregory says overreaction. Peter Rizzo goes with overreaction. Katharina goes with over. Toxic says good. That's fair. Troy asks, who are the Steelers? <laughs> man. I hate to say this about a six and three team, but I'm gonna go with slightly overreaction. Man, that's why I picked good. Because if I had said very good, people would have been like, absolutely it's fair. But Toxic Tom and Tom and I go with fair. A lot of comments go with overreaction. I'm gonna go with slight over, slight overreaction. Not gonna hit on a six and three team. But this football team is dead last in red zone trips. And just to give you context, the four teams that followed the Steelers in that category have all losing records and are a combined 10-27 to so far in the 2023 season. So I'm just going to go like, hey, overreaction for now because that's such a bad offense, man. They beat the Packers. I thought the Packers were going to win that one. That was one of my best bets of the week. I had Packers plus three. Cowboys, uh, excuse me, Steelers didn't deliver. And uh, the Packers didn't deliver. So I kind of hated that a little bit. But hey. Took revenge of them. I guess. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. We're, we'll get out of here right now. Thanks so much for tuning into to Primetime for another night. I appreciate you joining the show. Uh, hit the like button for me. If you enjoyed the show. If you like the content. Hit the thumbs up for me. And I'll see you tomorrow night. And remember, mark your calendars. On Thursday, we have a crossover show. The Skywalker seal is going to be with me here on primetime. And we're going to have some fun talking some Cowboys football. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get out of here. Thank you so much. Josh Allen was picked again during the outro. Holy smokes, man. Holy smokes. I'll see you tomorrow night. Bye-bye. God. God.